0: Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scaries. believers. I'm Cindy. And I'm Brick. Today we want to talk about witches. Witches. (laughs) I thought we might just chit chat about witchcraft, like the witch hunts in general. And then I found a cool website, which I will link in the show notes, that tells about some different ways that they would test women to supposedly find out if they were a witch or not. And so I thought we might chit-chat about
1: that stuff today. Oh, that sounds very, very interesting. I wonder if, like, we took that test, if they would think we were witches based off of it.
0: (laughs) Probably. I mean, if they were testing you uh, for witchcraft, they'd already decided that you were one. That's true. You know? These tests are almost not passable. Like, Oh my gosh. you, You know? They're, they're really, really bad. They're, they're basically torture, these tests. But honestly, that's what the witch hunts were. They were like basically persecution of women. If, if you were a woman that rejected a man's sexual advances, he could suddenly be like, oh, I saw her chanting in the woods. And then next thing you know, you're a witch. Like, if you made someone mad who had some power, they could claim you were a witch. If you were a woman that had too much wealth, if somebody passed, if your husband passed and you were left with a bunch of money or land or your own business, Lord forbid, um, they would be threatened by you and they would accuse you of witchcraft. Just people being petty.
1: Telling you, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you were a healer, that was a big one, which, which, kind of blows my mind because you would think that if you had a woman in your community who was a really talented healer basically a doctor they would call them healers back then but it was more or less a doctor a woman who knew how to use herbs and natural remedies to cure people or at least help them they would think that was sorcery and they would (laughs) accuse you of being a witch (laughs) well guess what now you've lost your your town doctor
1: Like, that's really Now you're all gonna die. Right? You're all screwed now, so that's that's on you. No kidding. Then shot yourself in your foot,
0: man. Midwives got accused of it pretty often. Mm -hmm. Which, before the whole witchcraft, witch hunt happened, um, midwives were held in very high esteem. But then all of a sudden, the whole hysteria happened over witchcraft, and then these women who normally were were very valuable members of the community. Now all of a sudden were these horrible creatures that were in cahoots with the devil. Oh my goodness. Yeah, totally ridiculous. There's a whole group of people who were called cunning folk, and they were healers. Uh, they would use herbs, but they also like chanted and they had some like um, ceremonies that they would do sometimes when they were using their herbs and stuff. They got accused of witchcraft pretty often. Doesn't take much to get accused of it. It doesn't take much at all. You are correct about that.
1: I know. I'm always correct. Duh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in Europe, like overseas, um, the witch hunt lasted for 200 years. And it was referred to as the burning times. Because so many of the women were found guilty and burned at the stake.
1: They have nothing better else to do. Shoot. Shoot. Yeah, and the whole community
0: would come out and watch this. Can you imagine watching a woman? Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. they did do this thing. I forget what they called it, but they would basically strangle them with a rope first. And then they would burn them. And they considered that a mercy killing because you wouldn't have to be alive during the burning.
1: But Uh. there were a few times that they just full-on burned her at the stake. Or something so little. Also, like she wasn't most of the time. I mean, they weren't even witches, so. Golly. Yeah. This is making me angry. (laughs) In
0: America, I don't think any of the women were burned. I think they were all hung, like hanged. Mm -hmm. So, but they would do what they called the short jump or the short, what did they call it? The short fall? Basically, they would put you up on a little stool or something and they would just push you off of the stool so that you didn't fall from a very long distance because normally when they hang somebody they put them up on this high podium and then they drop them and the force of dropping that distance breaks your neck Mm -hmm. so the hanging actually breaks your neck and kills you but when they do that short jump thing they it doesn't it's not far enough to break your neck the rope is not long enough so it, it really does strangle you. It and It strangles takes,
1: you to death. Oh.
0: Yep. So that's what they did to the witches. Supposed witches.
1: Horrible. Which is dreadful. It really is. Golly. So
0: that's what happened in America. They mostly did the, the hanging executions. But listen to these tests that they would do to women to find out if they were a witch or not
1: okay lay it on
0: me the first one is dreadful so it's called the swimming test or swimming the witch so basically says as part of the infamous swimming test accused witches were dragged to the nearest body of water stripped to their undergarments bound and tossed in to see if they would sink or float Since witches were believed to have spurned the sacrament of baptism, it was thought that the water would reject their body and prevent them from submerging. According to this logic, an innocent person would sink like a stone, but a witch would supposedly bob on the surface. The victim typically had a rope tied around their waist so they could be pulled from the water if they sank but it wasn't unusual for accidental drowning deaths to occur. So they would tie you up so you can't swim or anything and throw you in deep water. And if you sunk, then it's like, oh, they're innocent, but they're also drowning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yank them out. They got their lungs full of water now. Shoot. Mm -hmm. I'd die either way. I can't even swim without being all bound up. I swim like my name says I sink like a damn brick <laughs> Nice.
0: I'm not a good strong swimmer either, to be honest. Maybe that's a family trait.
1: I I can't even float on my back like it's bad. really? Okay, well yeah, I'm not I can't that bad. I can't do nothing.
0: I don't know though Tina's a really good swimmer. Tina's
1: a strong swimmer. Well, Tina's like an alien anyway, so she don't even count. <laughs> Why is she an alien? (laughs) Uh, Because. telling her you said that. Tell her. (laughs) I'll tell her. Let's see. She's gorgeous. And she doesn't have like crazy, frizzy, curly, ugly hair that you and Uh I have. She has like that pretty just, oh, I just woke up and I'm like Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: (laughs) Tina is gorgeous. That's for sure. But so are you. So I don't know what you're
1: talking about. Because she's you so guys. pretty and we are not. Um, <laughs> you are. I'm the odd one. Girl. Out. I don't know. <laughs> it's all about the makeup and the lighting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Smoke and mirrors, baby. Smoke that's and it, mirrors. That's it, man.
1: That's how you get get
0: through. So that's Swimming the Witch. So the next one is ridiculous. This one, I would fail this one so hard. I really Boy. would. You guys might not think so because I read so many stories on here, but let me tell you how edited those are. It takes me hours to edit when I have to read a story on this podcast because I stutter and stammer and I mess words up and it's just ridiculous. So this one's called the prayer test, right? So medieval wisdom held that witches were incapable of speaking scripture aloud. So accused sorcerers were made to recite selections from the Bible, usually the Lord's Prayer, without making mistakes or omissions. While it may have simply been a sign that the suspected witch was illiterate or nervous, any errors were viewed as proof that the speaker was in league with the devil. Can you imagine being told that you have to perfectly quote scripture the first time with no mistakes or else you're going to be convicted of being a witch and killed.
1: I am way too dyslexic to pass that test. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wouldn't even attempt it. I would just tell them to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: I would try, but (laughs) I'm sure I would fail. For sure. It says, This twisted test of public speaking ability was commonly used as hard evidence in witch trials, they actually considered that solid, indisputable evidence. If you tried to say the Lord's what prayer, a bunch of you... yeah, this is insanity. Mm-mm. In 1712, it was applied in the case of Jane Winham, an accused witch who supposedly struggled to speak the words "Forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation." during her interrogation. Still, even a successful prayer test didn't guarantee an acquittal. During the Salem Witch Trials, the accused sorcerer George Burroughs, now that's a guy, pretty rare, he flawlessly recited the prayer from the gallows just before they executed him. The performance was dismissed as a devil's trick, and the hanging proceeded as planned. So he per- he did it perfectly While they were putting the thing around his neck and they still killed him. They still
1: did it. Hmm. That's a crock of shit. (laughs) Why don't you tell us how you really feel, Brick? It is. (laughs) That's a
0: crock of shit. It is a crock of (laughs) shit. Damn. No, it is, for real. (laughs) That's terrible.
1: What's the point of even making them do it if you're not even gonna, if you're still just Mm -hmm. gonna hang them anyway? Shoot. Yeah, I, I actually
0: read about that instance with that guy reciting that from the gallows. I mean, they say gallows, but what happened was they were hanging him from a tree and they just put a ladder up against the tree and they had him climb the ladder and then they put the noose around his neck and pushed him off the ladder. So it wasn't really That's a horrible. gallows, but anyway. So he recited that for himself, like comfort because they were about to execute him. So he was like praying, you know, and when he started saying it, the crowd that had gathered to watch his execution, they all gasped and some of them started um, yelling for them to let him go saying, Oh no, he, he said the prayer. So he's innocent. And they were, some people were trying to get them to let him off the ladder and not execute him. And the people who were executing him said, no, no folks, this is a trick of the devil. The devil is trying to trick you and make you believe that he's innocent, but he's not. We've already found him guilty, so that is just the devil tricking you. And and the crowd finally quieted,
1: and they went ahead and killed him. Brainwashed. All of them. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. lot of them are all just brainwashed.
0: Yeah. So number three is called the touch test. This one's absolutely ridiculous, too. I mean, they all are. They all are. So the touch test worked on the idea that victims of sorcery would have a special reaction to physical contact with their evildoer. In cases where a possessed person fell into spells or fits, the suspected witch would be brought into the room and asked to lay a hand on them. A non-reaction signaled innocence, but if the victim came out of their fit, It was seen as proof that the suspect had placed them under a spell. So get this in Salem, for instance, there was girls like young girls, 10, 11 years old, I think in that range, um, young teenager, maybe that were accusing people of witchcraft. Right. So what if they what if the girl was having a fit, you know, like screaming and whatever, and they bring the person in and make them touch her arm and then she just stops moving willingly like she just stops moving oh well then this must be a witch because so that's ridiculous
1: it sure is what in the world how did they come up with these things I wonder. yeah anybody could accuse you of being a witch
0: and then start flailing around and then the minute you know they're touching you you just stop flailing and then boom they're they're a witch and they're gonna die
1: that don't make no sense
0: it's terribly corrupt. And it was u- used for corrupt reasons too. Mm-hmm. Like people who were fighting over land would accuse each other of witchcraft or whatever.
1: Oh my God. See, here we go with that yep. petty shit again. Little petty mm-hmm. betties all over the place. Indeed.
0: Number four was witch cakes. Now, this one is so weird and gross. A bizarre form of counter magic. The witch cake was a supernatural dessert. ...used to identify suspected evildoers. In cases of mysterious illness or possession, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with rye meal and ashes, and bake it into a cake. This stomach-turning concoction was then fed to a dog, the familiar, of the or the animal helper of the witch in the hopes that the beast would fall under its spell and reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. During the hysteria that preceded the Salem witch trials, the slave Tituba famously helped prepare a witch cake to identify the person responsible for bewitching young Betty Paris and others. The brew failed to work, and Tituba's um, supposed knowledge of, of spells and folk remedies was later used as evidence against her when she was accused of being a witch. What? If they think that a person is bewitched by someone, like a witch put a spell on them, they will take the victim's pee and they'll mix it into a cake and they will feed that to a dog in the hopes that the dog will show them who the witch is.
1: <laughs> i'm speechless no. yeah it's, it's, i don't know where they come up with this stuff i really don't have anything to say on that one <laughs> <laughs> what if the dog didn't want it
0: yeah, the dog maybe. was like nope i'm good i've had some pet dogs that were picky who
1: thinks to turn pee into a cake Mm-hmm. oh here let me take your piss and give it to a dog and have the dog tell me so we can find who this person out. is. Yeah, like, so we can heck? find out
0: who bewitched you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the next one is Witches' Marks, and this one is really sad. So witch hunters often had their suspects stripped and publicly examined for any signs of an unsightly blemish that witches were said to receive upon making their pact with Satan. This devil's mark could supposedly change shape and color and was believed to be numb and insensitive to pain. Prosecutors might also search for the witch's teat, an extra nipple allegedly used to suckle the witch's helper animals. In both cases, it was easy for even the most minor physical imperfections to be labeled as the work of the devil himself. Moles, scars, birthmarks... Sores, um, extra nipples, because, you know, humans do have little extra nibbles every now and then. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. Or even tattoos could all qualify. Now, every single human being is going to have some kind of blemish or mark or something. mole or something. So th- that's a non-issue. Like, they're going to find something if they want to find something.
1: No kidding. Like, everyone you know has at least one freckle on their body somewhere. Mm hmm. It says here examiners rarely came up
0: in- empty handed.
1: Well, oh, no. So they kidding. almost
0: always found a mark that they could use. It even says in the midst of witch hunts, desperate villagers would sometimes even burn or cut off any offending marks on their bodies, only to have their wounds labeled as proof of a covenant with the devil.
1: Oh gosh! Wow! But then you know the examiner doing it. You know his ass got a wart or something on his body too. Oh yeah!
0: Shoot! I don't know. I'm I'm vengeful, so I'm sure if they were stripping me down and searching me, I'd be like, search him too. (laughs) Like he's he's in my coven. Search that guy. Get them to turn on him. Okay. Um, The next one is number six, and it is pricking. pricking or scratching tests. If witch hunters struggled to find obvious evidence of witch marks on a suspect's body, they might resort to the ghastly practice of pricking as a means of sussing it out. Witch hunting books and instructional pamphlets noted that the marks were insensitive to pain and couldn't bleed, so examiners used specially designed needles to repeatedly stab and prick at the accused person's flesh until they discovered a spot that produced the desired results. Oh. My. Gosh. That's horrible. So if they didn't find a proper mole on your body, they'd just take a needle and just poke you everywhere until they found one spot. That they poked that didn't bleed properly.
1: Talk about determination. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you got accused of witchcraft, I mean, you were in deep, deep trouble. God, that is such torture, being poked like that. Oof. Yeah. So the last one is incantations. And it says, also known as charging... This test involves forcing the accused witch to verbally order the devil to let the possessed victim come out of their fit or trance. Other people would also utter the words to act as a control, and judges would then gauge whether the statements had any effect on the victim's condition. Charges were famously used in the 16th century witch hunt of Alice Samuel and her husband and daughter, who were accused of bewitching five girls from the wealthy Throckmorton family. During the proceedings, judges forced the Samuels to demand that the devil release the girls from their spell by stating, As I am a witch, so I charge the devil to let Mistress Throckmorton come out of her fit at this present. When the possessed girls immediately recovered, the Samuels were found guilty and hanged as witches. Mm. So those girls were faking it, obviously.
1: Yeah. And
0: then when the people said the words that they were forced to say, then the girls stopped and they found them guilty and killed them. Ugh. That just, that whole period of witch hunting was dreadful. It's miserable. They just used it to kill
1: people. That's it, to literally just get away with murder.
0: Mm hmm. Over in Europe, they would have people they called witch finders, and they would get paid by the city to go, by the town, to go into the town and look for witches.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> and if there were suspected witches, they would like investigate them and question them and t- basically torture them until they confessed to being a witch. They would keep them up for days at a time, sleep deprivation. They'd do the swimming test. They'd swim the witches or whatever. They'd, but they'd do it repeatedly. They'd dunk them in the water, pull them back out again. Dump them in, pull them out. Dunk them in, pull them out.
1: Shoot, no one can survive that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty terrible.
0: It's very terrible. I think there was a town in Germany where... Um, a witch finder went through the town, and by the time that witch founder left, finder left the town, there were no women left in the town. The Inquisitors had found them all guilty and executed them all.
1: That is so sad.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. I bet so. that town went straight to shit, too. Nothing but men in it. <laughs> No right. That is an excellent point. That's an excellent point. I'm saying. How
0: did those men survive without their lady folk?
1: No kidding.
0: You know they were hungry.
1: Mm. The clothes weren't washed properly. That's it. They had to go out and fetch them some more. Mm.
0: Do you know what the actual motto of Wicca is? Wicca is like modern day witchcraft. The actual motto of it is Do what you will, but harm none. And I love that.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think
0: that's really cool. And it just goes to show that really, back then, witchcraft was really nothing more than healers. It was women who were well-versed with herbs and remedies. And they probably like chanted and did some other things while they were doing some of that. But they were just... Very intelligent women who had training with herbs and stuff. They were um, horribly treated and Mm -hmm. tortured and executed. Wow. So that's today's talk. Just briefly about the witch hunts and the ways that they would test. I don't even want to say test. It's more like torture.
1: Yeah, because there's no way to pass that.
0: Any of those. No. If they decide you're a witch, then you're a witch. That's it. It's game over. Yeah. Maybe at another episode, we'll talk about witchcraft, but we'll talk about modern day witches and, and what people nowadays do. Mm-hmm. Um, because people practice witchcraft still today. Yes. 956,000 men and women in the U.S. today practice witchcraft in some shape or form.
1: Wow, that's a lot more than I thought. Yeah,
0: that's almost a million people. Yeah. And it's not just women anymore, it's men too.
1: No, it's men too.
0: Yeah, I think witchcraft is fascinating.
1: Well, I guess when you can do it and not have to worry about being hung or anything, why not, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, honest to goodness, back then there was it wasn't about witches. It was about women being persecuted. If you didn't act the way they wanted or you had too much or you you know whatever you declined them you were a witch and that's what it was that's it so very sad alright well I hope you guys enjoyed our little chit chat yeah, about witchy things <laughs> and uh I'll put together some more episodes about witchcraft some different aspects of it cause that's a fun topic to talk
1: about I think yeah, it is unless fun. you guys don't
0: want me to you can always oh, shoot me I messages. Think it's and very things.
1: interesting. It's always interesting to learn about what how things happened back in the day, mm-hmm. you know. Until next time, you guys. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.